Blog Talk Radio. coming to you with Live Without Limits on the Blog Talk Radio Network. We see our customers as invited guests to to a party, and we are the hosts. It's our job every day to make every important aspect of the customer experience a little bit better, said Jeff Bezos. Sell more when you attract the right customers. Before you can use email marketing to build relationships with prospects, you must begin by building your community properly. That starts with attracting the right people to become subscribers. If you cast your net too wide, you'll get a lot of uninterested and unresponsive people on your list. Instead, you want to target the exact prospects. This is why even when you do solo ads, you need to know what industry you're in and the niche that you want to serve. So many times what I've seen happen when it comes to multi-level marketing is that they teach their prospects or their downline that anyone within a three foot radius is a prospect and that is the wrong tactic because then what happens is if those people don't do what you want them to do or you expect them to do then you end up feeling as though you're defeated and the best way to avoid that is to know who your niche market is to begin with when it comes to email marketing the size of your list does not matter, but so does quality. Of course, bigger lists are better, but only if the quality of the subscribers is high as well. Here are seven ways to attract the right people to you and get them to subscribe. Describe your prospect. Think about how you'll grow your community and exactly who you want on your list. Identify your target audience specifically, and clearly write down the information on paper so that you can follow it. Develop customer personas that can help you build a community of members who want to hear what you say and whom you can add value to. Be like an author and create an imaginary person when you write it down. For example, for working moms only, I write to an imaginary mom named Julie. She is 38 with two kids and she works a full-time job. She doesn't have a lot of time and needs every email to be worth her time to read. 
That is great advice because think about it. When you're doing email marketing, you either want to do a three-to-one or a five-to-one ratio, meaning that to get more opens and more people reading it, the first thing you need to do is make sure that you are developing a relationship with them. And the best way to do that is by offering them good tips and information that can help them when they consider starting an online business. Set subscriber expectations. Let subscribers know exactly what you'll be sending them, when and how often, with a clear welcome message by email. The clearer you can be, the more you'll weed through people who want your information. There is no need to or reason to trick people into signing up. You want only the people who want to be there. This is exactly why the way they teach people to network for multi-level marketing is wrong. You need to know who your true customer is because not everyone is your customer. What happened was that when Amway first got started, when they over 50 years ago, they were one of the first people who did or used the multi-level marketing business. And in their mind, that the way you built yourself up to emerald, double diamond, and the likes is that you were constantly recruiting. And in their case, because you were sell, basically selling soaps and, and products that people used in their home, that it could be delivered right to them when they purchased, rather than having to go into a grocery store and purchasing these products, that they were also able to cut the middlemen out and cut the overhead out so that the prices were good quality because they were highly concentrated and they went further. Well, it was a good concept and Amway proved that it could work. But their mistake was that instead of telling people up front who they were and what the product was, they would dupe you into coming to meetings so that what they literally were doing was turning people off to the product. And then what happened was if you got up to a double diamond or a triple diamond or whatever level you were at, if you wanted to stay there, you literally had to keep recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. And if you got to a point where you stopped recruiting, then you fell all the way back down to the bottom and had to start all over again. Give them something valuable. We're creating your free giveaway. Focus on a very narrow and specific audience. You want to give them something that truly adds value to their lives and even solves one of their main pain points. You want the offer to be so specific that only people who belong in your community will want to sign up for it. I'm involved with Builderall, and what I've 
the reason I got into it was because I've been in business for myself online and have moved my websites around several times. And I found that in my case, to build a true e-commerce business, I needed to have an autoresponder. I was also looking at creating videos. I have, because I'm a career coach, I was always interested in doing e-learning courses. And when I came across this platform, I found that for what I was paying, the value was was so good because it had everything that I wanted right there and I did not have to go and pay extra. In fact, it gave me the opportunity to cut my expenses because I didn't have to pay out all the extras. So whenever you offer something, you want to give a lot of value by over-delivering what you promise to your customers whether it's in a platform where they can use it to build their business or whether it's a course where you are teaching them a skill that they need to really improve their opportunities when it comes to their business. Make signing up simple. Avoid asking for too much information up front. At the most, ask for the first name and an email address. I do not recommend getting their first name rather than just their email address. Why? So you can personalize future messages to them in and build your relationship by putting Dear Mary in your message. The name is one of your favorite words to hear. This is often something that people don't always think about when they are doing anything that creates an opportunity or something that they truly need to know in order to make sure that they are building a very successful business. Value of privacy. Make sure that you know exactly Exactly what upfront that you will not give away or sell. Okay, let's get back and go back and say this again. Make sure that they know upfront that you will not give away or sell their information to third parties. You can put a privacy notice right on your opt-in or squeeze page by adding a link to it. Make sure that they the notice opens in a new window so they're not taken away from the task of signing up. This can be something where it's up to you to decide how you are going to help your customers understand that how you build your business and you build a relationship with them is that you want them to get to know, like, and trust you. 
These are the three things that you should always be concerned about because that's all part of building good relationships with prospects and with customers. It's often not always considered or thought about because we often forget that the relationship we have with our customers determines whether or not they stay with us, that they continue to use the product, that just because you got them in and they actually upgraded up front, you still need to develop that relationship with them. Always remember this much, that it's up to you to create the opportunities that will help you keep a strong relationship with your customers. And I don't know how many times that you can get on a list and all of a sudden you're inundated with 10 and 20 and 30 emails that come to you almost constantly. And, you know, people's email list gets so full that they will automatically quit opening up your emails. And not only will they quit opening up your emails, but they will also opt out. Monitor your stats. While email is a wonderful tool that can be fully automated, Physically monitor monitor your email stats at least weekly. You can get a lot of insight into what's happening with your subscribers by looking at the analytics. Review the number of visitors to your opt-in or squeeze page and calculate the opt-in rate as the number of subscribers divided by the number of visitors. Each week, work to raise that number. Here's also something else to think about. In your autoresponder, you should be able to do a test where you split your list and you see what your open rate is, what your relationship has built up with your customers and your prospects. Let's go back and review this again. Review the number of visitors to your opt-in squeeze page and calculate your opt-in rate as the number of subscribers divided by the number of visitors. Each week, wait, work to raise the number. Then, when you send out broadcasts to your community, monitor the open rate, the click rate, and the unsubscribe rates. Use these numbers to make decisions on which topics are the most popular and which promotions are the most effective. These are some of the things to consider when you are looking at opting in on other people's lists, but it's also something you should consider because you are looking to build a relationship and keep your customers coming back. Connect on social media too. 
Once people have joined your community as a subscriber, be sure to let them know where else they can locate you on the web. It should be easy for them to connect with you in multiple places like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. Believe it or not, this will increase trust as they get to know you and your brand outside of just the email inbox. I think we don't realize and understand exactly how social media works, but think of it this way. Offline, you go to networking groups like Leeds Club or I forget some of the others, but what they have the opportunity to do is to, at every meeting, pass around their business cards. Also, you have one person that will get up and spend 20 minutes giving you a detailed information about their business and who is a good prospect for them to connect with you or refer to you. So, and then you have an opportunity to put your business cards in a box where everyone can collect them because you don't know. Whereas this is something that I've seen and re referred to on LinkedIn, that your first level connections, each of them have 250 people that they're connected to. Well, then you look at your second level, which is people who are connected to those people, and then people on your third level who are connected to people on your third level. And that's how you become an influencer on social media. And it's all about the relationship that you've built up with them over time that helps you to create the true opportunities for yourself when it comes to growing and building a successful business. Finally, only send valuable content when you're, you're, to your email subscribers. Yes, you're going to promote your products and services to them, but you're also going to inform, educate, and engage them so that you can build something and as a lasting relationship and value. Here's a way to think about that. One of the things that I've done when it comes to building a relationship with potential customers for my business is this, that because I'm a career coach and because I understand exactly how business has changed over the last few years, one of the ways that I do that is that I turn around and I will inform them about changes that are incurring. For instance, here's something to think about, that today Business has been moving online since the latter part of the 20th century with the growth of the personal computer, then it was the laptop, and now you even see where people have, or the young people have 
the smartphones, and that's the little <coughs> mini computers that they are using to interact with their prospects and customers. That when you build a website today, you need to be able to make sure that it can be seen on a cell phone, that it can be seen on a tablet, because guess what? No one, and this has been going on literally since the advent of digital products today. This is what made podcasting for what I do as a viable industry that started in 2005, 2006, and really by the by the last couple of years has really grown to become a true industry of its own. In fact, on Quora, I will see so many questions pertaining to how do you start a podcast, how do you increase listenership in a podcast, how do you get guests on a podcast. There are actually groups that you can belong to on social media where you can interact with other podcasters. And there's even a group called the Podcast Movement that runs conventions on a yearly basis. The idea being that this has truly become an industry of its own. And how did it become an industry of its own? actually by the outgrowth of the digital product. And how, how have we seen that change even in the entertainment business? For instance, programming is now done by streaming. People get their entertainment by multiple different ways. This is why when you watch shows on the three networks, they will always be telling you how those programs are doing in the ratings. And soap operas, there used to be only three networks where you only had soap operas to watch. That at one time there was anywhere from 12 to 16 different soap operas on between, say, 11 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the afternoon, meaning that in the morning time, when you had people watching the news and then the evening programming. And soap operas were actually so popular that what they brought in in revenue actually paid for the programming that went on in prime time. But because you, you have cable today, and not only are you seeing cable networks that grew to astronomical where you had over 100 channels, which in essence killed soap operas because you had so many specialized networks, whether it being the football network, the baseball network, the basketball network, the hockey network, that people had options. And once they had options, people stopped watching soap operas so that you only have four soap operas left on the networks today. And even they are fighting among themselves to keep their viewership up. And 
What has social media done, which shows you just how important it is that if you are on a primetime show or a a streaming show on digital, you have to do something to interact with your fans, and that's done through social media. You'll see many entertainers going on Twitter when the show is airing and actually tweeting to their fans. And you'll see them using Instagram to promote their shows. Well, if you are a entrepreneur or a business owner, you need to learn how to use social media to interact with the people that are your prospects and your customers because this is how they get to know, like, and trust you. There are so many things to think about when you are building a business today that truly makes it a lifestyle business as an online business that just like as an entrepreneur, when you had a brick and mortar store and you had people working for you, even on and in your online business, you need to look at having some type of affiliate program for people who have actually purchased your product. Why? because they can help you sell your products. It's the same as hiring a salesperson in a retail store to talk to your customers, to help them try on clothes or try on shoes or try on scarves and the things that you can help them mix and match to to build and grow a business that that is how you are going to get and build a relationship with your customers long-term. And building that relationship is how you will increase your income. So think about it this way. If you had a brick-and-mortar store, you would have to put up at least half a million dollars before you even open your doors. Then you have to look at advertising on television and in newspapers, and those are astronomical today. Now, if you're an online business, you can get new subscribers by doing content marketing. And what content marketing is, is it's articles where you are writing up about specific products, specific services, and comparing them to how they can benefit someone, what they can do to help that person's pain, and that it also shows them that you're the expert on the subject and that you understand exactly where their pain is and that how you can help them solve that product or problem. So always remember that with what you do in your business to help build a relationship with your prospects and your potential customers determines how successful you are going to be online. That has always been a system that has worked, whether it's online 
or in a brick-and-mortar store. Because think about it this way. Why do owners of a company in a department store, are they willing to have their customer service people take back a product even though it may not have been their fault that the product is defective because they want to keep that customer coming back. And by giving them the best customer service possible, what are they doing? They're building up that opportunity to for the customer to get to know, like, and trust them, that they know no matter what they do, they will always have that base of people who will always agree to whatever they say and that they will always be repeat customers. And the last thing I'm going to finish up on is this, that recently I had to get something faxed. In the community that I live in, they literally refused to fax it for me. So I had to look for alternative methods to do so. And you can come to and go to my website, which is the number one, personalcareercoach.com, and you can sign up for either individual or group coaching, and we will work with you to help you learn the skills on marketing your business.